Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so that security and liberty may prosper together. Good morning and welcome to the Con- Removing Confusion podcast. This is Tom Richardson. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men and they bare children to them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continued. Amen. June the 28th, 2021. That's enough of that. How's everybody doing? This is a big day for me and my wife. 21 years ago today, we got married under a Buckeye tree in a little town called Baltimore, Ohio. And we've been solid partners ever since. It's a it's a good thing to have somebody that has your back. Okay. I've got some stuff here we'll talk about today, maybe a clip or two. Because I haven't been with you for a while. It's it's summer. It's, it's uh, you know, I'm, I'm not locked into doing podcasts every day. I don't have sponsors. I don't have anybody pulling my strings. Uh, I bring you stuff when I can. I try not to be too uh, far behind the <clears throat> news cycle. But I know a lot of people miss the news anyway. Uh, they don't pay much attention. I don't try to get too wound up in it Uh, although we do we do some we do quite a bit of reporting about news here at removing confusion because there's so much confusion in the news let me read you a, a, a couple passages of scripture because that's a good place to start anything and i know sometimes we don't uh do that right off the cuff but we're going to do it today ecclesiastes that's the the book of wisdom of the uh, king of Israel, Solomon, David's son. Ecclesiastes, you can go right there to the first chapter and hang tight. Starting in verse 17, And I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. I perceived this also is, I'm sorry, I perceived that this also is vexation of spirit. For in much wisdom, this is verse 18, for in much wisdom is much grief, and he that increaseth knowledge increaseth sorrow. 
Now, that can go several ways. The Bible's a very living, breathing document, shall we say. It's God's word. It never changes. Although men change the words here and there in English, I've heard less than stellar pastors use terminology where they say, oh, the the original manuscripts mean nothing. It's the King James Bible, the only plausible piece of biblical truth. Uh, It's okay unless you're Spanish, then it doesn't work, or if you're Swahili or anything else. Now, Tom here at Removing Confusion, 99.99% of the time, we use the King James Bible because I'm old, and that's it was there when I was born. I was there when it was written, maybe is what I was trying to say. I'm trying to be funny. I'm just saying. It's, it's one of my favorite versions. Every once in a while, you'll hear me use the New American Standard Version. It's, it's all in the interpretation. I want you to understand something. I, I didn't get on here to do Bible version day. I just want people who say these things to look at history and understand that there was an English Bible that preceded the King James Bible. It was called the Bishop's Bible. There's also Tyndall's Bible. So, you know, enough of that. Let's get down into the real basics of what I, what I brought this up for is increasing sorrow by increasing knowledge. If The more you know about God's word, the more you'll sorrow over the things you do incorrectly in God's eyes. When you hurt other people, when you lie, cheat, steal, uh, adulterate, fornicate, meditate on things that you shouldn't, uh, worry, f- fret, and carry on. As you know more about what God says, you know that you, you're not going to get it in most churches, folks. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm I'm not an anti-church guy, but I'm going to tell you right now. The people who think they're preaching the word often aren't even scratching the surface enough to keep the people in the pews in front of them from dying and going to hell. Oh, I said a five-second prayer, and then I went back to the life that I had always. Bull! Wake up! You serve a holy God. You serve a God who sacrificed his life so that you could do whatever you want because you have eternal security. See what I'm saying? Increase your knowledge, increase your sorrows. Madness and folly, I perceive that this is also a vexation of spirit. Heavens to Betsy. Good stuff, though, folks. It's good stuff. Let's talk just a scratch bit about transhumanism. Transhumanism is a deep subject and a well that you can go down into and all you hear is the echo of your own voice because people hear it and they go, I don't want to hear about it. You need to start increasing your knowledge so that you don't fall into certain traps. Is the coronavirus jab part of the transhumanist uh, procedures and uh, experiments? I don't know. But i got to tell you something. Anything that changes you on the inside 
is doing something to you that is transforming you into something that you don't want to be. Let's listen to something real quick while we well since I brought up the jab I I I try not to get too This is from Sky News warning people Well here's another inconvenient truth in other parts of the world airlines are now advising people who have been vaccinated not to fly Yep you heard me correctly Airlines in Spain and Russia are warning people who have been vaccinated against coronavirus not to travel because of the risk of blood clots. Now, this is a... Well, here's another inconvenient truth. In other parts... Sorry about that. Uh, Oftentimes, I push the wrong button on my iPod. Anyway, do you hear that? They're warning you not to fly if you've had the jab, the experimental gene agent, pushed into your system. Why? Well, let me tell you something. I used to fly for a living. And I know a lot of guys I flew with who were very, I mean, these guys were in very good shape. They worked out religiously. I personally didn't. I was more of a runner uh, for a while until I blew out my back, and that was the end of that. But these guys were in really good shape. I mean, they hit the gym five days a week, one way or another. They were in the gym. And yet... They sometimes suffered from uh, what we call deep venal thrombosis, DVT, blood clots that would go deep into your veins. Usually it would happen, those things happen in the big muscles like your thighs and such. So there's always been a problem or a, a, a possibility of getting blood clots from long flights, especially long flights. I mean, you know, four or five hours in the air, sitting, uh, not moving around a whole lot, that can cause these things to, 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 ca- to creep up. And they're not anything you want to sneeze at. They're dangerous. You must be careful. But now they're telling people, if you have had the shot, you may want to just not travel very far on an airplane. I wouldn't want to travel in an airplane at all anymore. For a lot of reasons, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go on here and and besmudge the airlines. I'll just say that I, I just feel like certain things are not up to par as they used to be. Let's talk. I got this is an interesting little clip I snagged. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. It's it's from a, about 20 years or so back. Okay. This is this is guy who used to be the president of the United States a long time ago. There's an old saying in Tennessee. I know it's in Texas, probably in Tennessee. That says, "Fool me once, shame on, shame on you." If fool me, we can't get fooled again. Well, here's another inconvenient truth. <laughs> that was a quicker clip than I thought. There you go. Fool me once. Uh. Oh, well, whatever, George. Yeah. He, Democrat in, in, whatever you want to call it, dino, wino, rhino, got us into a never-ending war on terror. What a load of bunk. We've lost how many lives over this thing. We've got guys that are still, you know, in Afghanistan, trying to fight their way out. 
now they're you know if we pull out the Taliban takes over again and it's all for naught. I, Iraq had weapons of mass destruction. Blah blah blah. You know it, it goes on and on and on and on and on. And you know what do you do? What do you do? Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, no, Will Robinson. Danger. Stay away from the politicians. That's one thing you can do. These people have not got our best interest at heart most of the time. They'll, they'll talk like they do. But when it comes right down to it, you know, even, even the much-loved Donald Trump, and I like Trump. I thought he did a good job. You know, there were certain things that popped up that might have been a little bit troubling. Second Timothy 3, this know also. Dangerous times will come. The uh, clip I'd like you to, I, I wanted to get out there. Warp drive, Mr. Scott. Remember warp drive? Or warp speed, Operation Warp Speed gave you the jab. That was under Trump. Now, you know, to think that he was guided by his... Fauci. What what's wrong with this guy? What's wrong with the people who can't just crush him like he needs to be? He's lied continually to Congress under oath and still walks free. I'm gonna tell you right now, if I walked in there and I lied under oath, or or you, my faithful listener, would listen would would Get called in there. Well, first of all, our knees would be knocking together because why am I sitting here? But, you know, he sits there and he just lies and lies and lies and lies. Another little clip. Let's we talk about Fauci for a minute. Just just a reminder. The U.S. funded highly dangerous coronavirus research that was once banned at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. That research involved creating new deadly viruses that never existed before. Intelligence agencies are investigating whether such a virus may have leaked and resulted in a global pandemic. Now, you got to wonder, with the state of our intelligence agencies, I used to have a lot of respect for, the men and women on the ground are, are the people that we need to hold up in prayer. The... CIA agents on the ground and you know they 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 do some nefarious things but it's they are usually working in the in the betterment of our society and holding on to a d- democratic republic where the guys at the top usually are appointed and we've seen how that works Comey and the FBI uh Brennan and a few other guys you know, you just can't trust them They're politicians. Let's skate away from that for a while. You know, we talked, I said at the beginning, transhumanism. And the more we know about such things, the the more sorrow we may feel. And that's, it's not really an enticing way to get you into a, into a mode of wanting to know about things. But, you know, back in the day, 
let's just talk about sports and specifically what's happening to women's sports. Now, if you've watched any news, you know what's going on. But I wanted I, just some thoughts that I had. And this has to do a lot with transhumanism. You know, what, is, what does that really entail? Like I say, it's a transformation from human to something else. And a lot of it is, you know, has to deal with uh, robotics, you know, adding certain things to the body, uh, robotic arms, legs, whatever. And those, you know, they have a very uh, good reason for that i mean people are now able to walk people can see because of chips here and there but what do those things do they're hooked into a computer system somewhere besides your brain and uh they can they be controlled by something you know that's what you have to really think about but in sports you know it used to be what what they worried about and what they tested for and what they got into was you know things like you know steroids of course blood doping which uh, from what i understand is where uh, a guy would go in like the day before the big race, maybe the the marathon or, or you know, one of those longer, you know, cross-country type deals and have, uh, I don't know, oxygenated blood added to him or what, you know, it, it was, you know, some kind of crazy thing like that, which gave you more oxygen. Therefore, you had the ability to run faster, further, and win races. And they would check for those things. You know, that, they, they would find a way, I guess, to check for that last one, blood doping. I don't know if it was a, we could do with a blood test. I guess so. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a scientist. <clears throat> but now we just take men and make them into women. I know, pregnant pause, but that's what I did that on purpose. Through the great lie of transsexualization. They're not women. I don't care how many hormones they take. And, you know, there's, there's a host of people you can go look to, listen to, and, and check on. That'll tell you. And there, there are people, women, mostly oh, women, that, that tell you that these men are born men. In the womb, you are created to be either man or female, male or female. You know, men with narrow hips and all that stuff, the strength and the muscle mass and all the other things, that doesn't change when you decide to have surgeries that alter your outside appearance. Which, you know, it doesn't, it just doesn't change you from man to woman you're still man you may look like one you may have all the equipment so to speak that women do except for the and, and you know they can't have babies it's another way to depopulate get kids to think that they're the, what they're not and screw with their sexual organs and next thing you know you know one less ability to have children the homosexual community as they try to grow it and make it bigger they don't have kids they adopt them they do artificial insemination maybe with the women and that kind of thing. But, you know, it's just, it's against God's law. And, oh, you're, you're speaking legalism. Yes, maybe I am. The, the, one of the first things God tells it, go out, be fruitful, and multiply. Go out, be fruitful, and multiply. He told them that at, at the garden. He told them that at the 
uh, Tower of Babel. He told him that after the ark landed. Go and be fruitful and multiply. Man is now trying to be fruitless and not multiply. Oh, there's too many people. There's not enough room, plenty of room on planet Earth for as many people as God will allow to be. Trust me. We have lots of room. It's, you know, when you, sometimes you're like, there's way too many people in this world. But you know what? There's never enough in God's economy. He looks at it and he's like, that's one more soul that can make it into my heaven. That's one more soul that we can win to Jesus Christ. And it's, you know, difficult when they're ramming you with their carts at Walmart or hitting you in your car in the parking lot or cussing at you on the highway whatever but you got to look at it from god's perspective and i i had a a a friend of mine kind of gave me that pep talk a a day or so ago about god's perspective we'll touch that later i like a quote from my one of the great quotables of of all history was yogi berra and those who don't know, Yogi Bear was the manager of the New York Yankees. The future isn't what it used to be. <laughs> the future isn't what it used to be. Well, you know, and you think about that. You know, was Yogi just a dummy? No, he had made a lot of sense. You know, he's the same guy who come up with all those crazy quotes that we use here and there. Um, the future isn't what it used to be. We used to look at the future and say, you know, we'll have flying cars. Cool. <laughs> you know, the Jetsons and all that kind of thing. We didn't know that what came along with it was mixed up individuals who don't know what sex they are trying to change it. We didn't know that we'd have uh, idiots playing around with bat viruses that would release them out into the public and we'd have something like Stephen King's stand happening. Those of you who don't know that, I'd don't really think that's required reading for the removing confusion podcast but it was basically virus got out of the lab killed off everybody except for a few there was good ones and bad ones in that one the good side and the bad side but let's let's you know with with yogi's quote and i'm going to try to roll real quick and wrap this up i got things to do today folks when did we as a collective critical thinking america Stop asking questions. Stop pushing back against tyrannical thugs. I think somewhere around 2001 for that quote that I played from George Bush, the second Bush. We've got way too many Bushes, don't we? The first Bush brought on the completely kept repeating where uh, nothing like having a new world order we got to have a new world order we, it's bet more than just one small country it's it's a bigger idea a new world order that's what they want and that goes you know uh me and my buddy mike talked about that on another cast together and it went way back to even before them and before him hitler Hitler went around all the time talking about a new order. I'm not saying they're Hitler, okay? Don't get everybody says, "Oh, he's like Hitler." You know, no, they but they have the same ideals. Hey, Hitler was a Freemason as well. If you're a Freemason, sorry for you. Get out. I don't care. Oh, it's just friends at the lodge. You know, blah blah. Get out. 
you if you're a Christian and you're in it there you have a very serious issue that you need to overcome. And a good friend of mine it was one. He when he got saved, he said he looked at it and he's like, I gotta get out. I can't live like this. I can't live a double life. <sighs> but if you're once saved, always saved, you can do whatever you want, right? Go ahead and do it. Lies, lies, and more lies. Okay, what I say, I, I, we stopped our critical thinking right around 2001 with the terror attacks. The Patriot Act, Bush got, <laughs> he set the stage for it, okay? He set the stage. It's like he, he bought the Cadillac, the, the Patriot Act, and then he handed the keys to Obama when he showed up, and we got the, uh, uh, the NADA, which, God forgive me, I don't remember what it stands for, the National something Defense Act. And it's horrible. The things that they add into acts are not always about stopping terrorism. They end up being taking water away from farmers. If you own something more than the size of a mud puddle, the government says we own it now. You can't have a rain barrel because the rain belongs to us. See what kind of idiotical things that happen. Idiotical. The, <laughs> the things that go into these acts these bills that go through congress and they passed the patriot act in a month 1500 pages you can't get these idiots to pass a a good bill with 15 pages in it that would actually benefit the united states and the american people it takes them forever oh well filibuster we'll do this we'll do that well no we don't like that we're democrats and we don't want you to you know make money we want to take my well, on and on, you know, it, it, it. but a 1500 page bill shot through Congress and Senate in less than a month. Do the research. It's there. It is there. Is history is history lining up to give us a replay I hope not, not to the extent that we're going to, we're going to discuss right now. And then I'm going to close. This looks like I'm still making it in a half an hour. Um, you know, when you look at history, you think about, I'm talking about the great depression almost a hundred years ago, the lead up to it and all the things that happened to cause it. We're, I mean, we're already, they were printing our way into, into obscurity, oblivion even, probably a better word, better O word, oblivion. We're printing money, just like it, nah, doesn't end. The Germans did that, and there's the old saying, I've used it before, wheelbarrows full of money, and you take it to store to buy bread, and they take your wheelbarrow, because it's worth more than the money, and leave the money laying there. We're getting there. If you got money, it's nice, but I'm going to tell you something. One day, soon, it won't be worth the scrap of paper it's written on. It already isn't. It's fiat currency is what they call it. Now, that means it's backed by nothing. Uh, what, oh, yeah, it's backed by debt to some other entity known as the Federal Reserve System and uh, whoever else out in the world wants to buy it up, like 13% of our debt's owned by China. A brilliant strategy, whoever came up with that one. 
But anyways, history lined up for a reboot. The Great Depression, <laughs> the Great Depression, was it was more than just a financial collapse. If you do the history, you'll see it was more than just financial. At the same time as the Great Depression was hitting us, if you've ever heard of the Dust Bowl, that happened as well. That's right. Where we'd tilled the soil to the point and the winds came and blew the whole thing out. Erosion and all the other stuff came with it. We learned lessons from that. But, you know, I believe these things don't happen just because man did things. You know, they, they didn't realize ecological impacts and all that kind of thing back then of how they tilled soil and whatnot. But I also believe that the good Lord has a lot in these things to wake you up. And he brought us through that great depression with a lot of sorrow and a lot of pain, a lot of loss. And sometimes we have to lose everything before we finally wake up and say, I trust you, Lord. But I want you to think about that. Economic collapse followed by ecological impact. What's happening right now in the United States alone? We're going to stay insular for a moment. Uh, just over the last few days, several of our major cities, I believe it was Chicago and Detroit, got flooded to the point where they were using boats going up and down the streets to find people, cars floating around. See, they shouldn't worry about flying cars and just made boat cars. We'd be all right. Out west, drought. Mm-hmm. The place where a lot of our our food is grown, the idiots in, in government, have shut the water supply off to the farmers who own the water. But remember NADA, government says, ah, it's a lake. You guys don't own it anymore. We do. That reservoir isn't for farmers. That's, that's for us to say if you're allowed to farm or not. Isn't that wonderful? So there's your ecological impact coming behind on the already economic impact that we've had for over a year, well, longer than that. It started in 2008 when the stock market crashed, and it didn't crash with a complete kabang. There were bailouts that saved things. You know, and we look at it and we think, well, that can't happen again. Like I say, look again. We have done so much evil in this country. And I'm not even talking about the foreign wars that shouldn't happen, the many deaths. About the 60 million aborted babies. And people argue about that. I don't want to. I'm going to tell you straight up, that's a human being. You killed it. And you made a law that said it was okay. The, you know, the homosexual is allowed to gain themselves into marriage. Nah, not supposed to happen. When a nation goes down that road, it isn't far before it falls. And that's a historical context and quote. You can quote me on it. Do your research. Do your history. You'll find it. Those kind of things just don't work. And there's people who think, well, I'll just hunt and fish my way out of the hunger zone. Now, if you already have the fish and the deer or elk or whatever you're going to hunt your way out of, that's good. You're, you're already ahead of the game. And we'll touch on that right before we wrap. But I'm going to tell you something. During the Great Depression, people who did not, because you didn't have a, you didn't have the 
modern equipment we do, like refrigerators and freezers, they had ice boxes and smoke houses. They went to hunt, and there was very little to hunt. Now, whether God took little animals and hid them, that's, again, historical, and you can check on it. Hunting and fishing didn't go that far for those. Maybe it was because that's when everybody took their musket and went looking for something and hunted it into oblivion nearly. All right, with gas, gas, <laughs> with gas prices flying through the roof, just here today in my neck of the woods, $3.10 a gallon in one place, two eighty-seven in another, it's going up. It's not seeming to drop back down because we shut down pipelines that we shouldn't have because we're looking out for spotted owls or we're just trying to screw the American people to the point where they, they kneel and genuflect when Joe Biden goes by and salute his picture never happening. What an idiot. $3 plus a gallon for gasoline, diesel upwards of $4 a gallon. Now, that's a big one. That's a big one, folks. Think about what runs on diesel. Unless they have it locked in, like a lot of companies do, they get a locked-in price. You know, like J.B. JB Hunt, Schneider, you know, overnight, all these other places, you know, they have some kind of a deal worked out for gasoline and diesel, then they may be doing okay. But that only lasts for a certain amount of time. And those guys who are uh, independent truckers and whatnot, they're going to go. They're, they're trying to run them out of business. They don't want independence at all. Just like the mom and pop stores that went out during the coronavirus and never came back, you know, whether they were restaurants, bars, or little uh, uh, roadside stops or whatever you want to call them, you know, the the Seven Elevens are still there and all the other ones, but you know, the, the ones that just said you know Mabel and Bob's, they're they're pretty much gone. Some some made through, but it's hard to do when you can't make money during an idiotic time. Food prices are soaring. Dry goods, if you can find them, are going up. I'm talking clothing and all the other essentials of life. And, you know, some of the aren't really essentials. But, you know, it's the things that make us comfortable. And God wants us comfortable. Don't let a preacher tell you, oh, you're not supposed to own anything. You know, get out of here. We God wants you comfortable. It doesn't mean he wants you to have everything you want, you know, you will have what you need. Ask God for what you need. He'll make sure you have it. I've never seen a child begging bread. But I believe we've hit a tipping point. We've hit a, we've hit that point where the teeter-totter is like dead level and dropping down the other side or the bus is over the, over the cliff and just hanging there in midair. I'm going to tell you something. The, the main focus of today, don't fear history. Don't fear it. Don't don't shy away from history. I don't want to know about history. History is history. History repeats. So don't fear history. Use it for your advantage. Stock up now. Use it for your advantage and get right with the the with the Lord now. Use history as your advantage to see what's happening now. Those who are expecting this uh I'll never see any of this stuff happen or seeing it happen. Makes you think about 
pre-tribulism. Those of you that don't know what that means, you'll just have to duck, duck, go that and see what happens. Hard times may come. We need to be able to bond together, find friends in your church, find friends in your community, people whom you can trust, stock up on food, stock up on medical supplies. If you can get ahead on your, uh, uh, yeah, your, your regular prescription medications, which is very difficult to do these days, but if you can get ahead, get ahead, you know, get yourself in as good a shape as you can get. You know, walk when you can. It's very hot here where I'm at, so walking's going to be out until at least the sun starts to drop. But, you know, we need to just think about how we can weather the storm. You know, when you see the clouds gathering, you, you kind of, you know, okay, is it going to be a tornado? Head for the northeast por- portion of the, of the cellar. Be prepared. Be ready. It's not against God's law or God's thinking for you to be prepared and ready for any eventual earthly problem. It's not a lack of faith. You read the parable of the ten virgins. You read a lot of other parables where God helped his people get their minds right and and stock a Joseph. Seven years of, I'm talking about Joseph in Genesis, seven years of, Famine coming, what'd they do? Did they say, oh, God will provide. He'll just give us everything we need when it comes. No, he gave them a man who had knowledge to stock them up, and they fed the world. Think about that. Have a great day. It's Tom Richards with the Removing Confusion podcast. Until the next time, God bless you. It's been fun. It's been it's been a good ride so far with y'all. Hang in there. Listen, listen twice. Get those numbers up for me. I'm just kidding. You know our Sherry Tenpenny interview went over a hundred. <laughs> that doesn't sound like much to maybe her, but to hear us here at this little broadcast and the problems we had there, it did well. Anyway, have a great day. Enjoy yourselves. Get out there and get some sun. Goodbye.